Hi. Hello. Please forgive our uh, experimentation here. We yeah. Have, we got this microphone because, I don't know, I guess we're going to start working on a podcast. I think. Yeah, we're, we're, we're testing it out right now. It's weird hearing your own <laughs> voice the way that we're hearing it. Yeah, and how you're hearing it is different than how we're hearing it. So, you know, if we sound like dickheads, let it's, us know. It's the microphone. Yeah, it's, it's not the mic- really us. <laughs> um, it makes us say things we don't know about. Oh, sorry. We're, we're so sorry. We're trying to figure out the appropriate voice we'll, level here. We'll get it. We'll get it all in time. That's all that matters, right? So today it's Wednesday, a new comic book day. Day. <laughs> we're going to start talking about comics. Yes. So Heather's first with her, her pick. Um, my pick is um, issue number, where does it say? 37. 37 of Deadly Class. Oh, yes. I also have this one. Yes. Um, I honestly, I don't want to say too much about it. Um, I mean, you could give a rough overview of what Deadly Class is. I mean, I know we've talked about it, but yeah, why the hell not? Yeah, okay. So it's about, what is the school called? King's, King's Dominion. Dominion. Yes. It's about a, a group of kids. How old would you say they are? They're like would, 17? Yeah, I would say teenagers, like yeah. late teens. Something like that. They're um, in a school for assassins, but they're like from all different backgrounds and cultures and stuff. So it's really cool. Um, But they're, yeah, like training to be assassins and they have to... I'm horrible at explaining things. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, Their freshman year, they had like a huge test. Yeah. Final, Yeah, final. Yeah. See, I just don't want to give anything away for, like, people who haven't read it, because that was a big plot point. Yeah. Uh, They're just killers. Yeah, <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> uh, I think the main thing, you know, is they're all kind of forced to go to this school and forced into this life, life um, because of their backgrounds and who their families are, which I think is a really large part of the, the book itself without giving away too much. Right. Um... All the characters are really meaningful and go through a lot of character development, which is one of my favorite parts about it is at no point is the character not learning who they are. And I think that has a lot to be said about, you know, te- being a teenager, let alone being <laughs> let alone be- being somebody who has to kill other people. So if you hear chewing in the background, that is Megatron. I could change. Eating one piece of food at a time. Because why would he not do that while we're recording? Oh, you're recording? Let me eat my food. Uh, but Deadly Class is a book I definitely definitely say you should check out. There's so many cool aspects of what it is, including the art. The um, art is incredible. Yeah, it's one of the more gritty comics I've ever read just in like terms of art. Uh, and also the story itself. It's not going to leave you in a sense of like, oh, something good is ever going to happen. No, no, no. Never. Uh, so if you don't want that, this is definitely something to stay away from. But at the same time, with that being said, uh, right now Sci-Fi is <laughs> doing a television show that I think is worth checking out from what I hear. Uh, I only have watched the first episode, though. I did really like it. Um, I do think it's something that would be if you... He just keeps getting closer, too. Every time he eats a piece, <laughs> yeah. he gets closer. Uh, I think it'd be something to check out if you're interested in the book but kind of want, like, the backstory. Uh, that's all I have to say about that. Um, I was going to add on to one of the things that I really liked about, like, the characters in it is all the kids are 
they do come from different backgrounds, but they're all very damaged. Oh, yeah. Because of their upbringing. And they uh, obviously can relate to each other, and that that's part of the problem is because it makes it harder to do what they're supposed to do. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's Champ actually, like, forced me to take these traits <laughs> home to read them, and I read them in, like, two hours, and I love it. And I think everyone should read this. Yes. Um, <laughs> so for my, my pick, I feel like I keep talking into this for no reason. Oh. Uh, so I am doing, I'm choosing Paper Girls. You know, with, without giving away too much of the plot, it is essentially just about Paper Girls who kind of find a device that helps, or causes them to travel through time and some sort of shenanigans ensue based on that. There's just so much depth also to these characters, which is something I really love about this book is that, I mean, they're all young girls in their early teens, so they are all developing and kind of figuring out who and who and what's going on in their world. And I think this does a really good job of displaying those those emotions that you feel as a teenage girl, even though it's written by a man. Which says a lot about Brian K. Vaughn and how he can write. It's just... This is going into the last story arc. It's making me very, very sad. Uh, this is one of the first books that I started from the beginning. <laughs> I can't with this dog. <laughs> that I started from the beginning, and I just absolutely knew I would love this book forever, and I it hasn't disappointed me, uh, and I am very, very sad to see what happens in the end. I think that's been the general consensus with everyone who's been picking it up. Everyone that I've talked to has been like, yeah, it's all a story arc. I told Alec today, and he was like, no, really? <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry, I thought you knew. I didn't mean to break the bad news. Yeah, and it just, it sucks. It sucks knowing that just because I, I, I don't know. It's just like with Saga, you you become so involved with these characters, and you just find these people you love and with this book like I don't necessarily have a favorite because they're all as a whole just focused on so well that I they're all good who does the art for it uh Cliff Chang yeah no the art is also really wonderful uh the colors just just pop it's insane how well that like the colors look um and that's in uh, all of the monsters and different things are all really cool. Yeah. That's my next haircut. <laughs> but yeah, highly suggested. Uh I mean, if you just pick up trades, you can be on the last trade with all of the rest of us and kind of, you know, get the full story all at once, which is not necessary but would would be great uh taking it in. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. It's ending for you. It's all right. Things could be worse. Yeah. I mean. I guess. <laughs> in considering. All. Yeah. That. You know. Okay. So my next. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I'm tired. I'm so tired. Um, that is true. My next comic is a morning. I almost said good morning in America. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. It's good. <laughs> That was a bad idea. Morning in America. You can do it. Um, I only picked this up because uh, Magdalene Visagio, is that how you say her last name? Thanks. So. Visagio? Okay. Um, she's the one who wrote this. Um, 
I fell in love with her writing while reading Eternity Girl. Um, I thought she was just really good at character-driven stories. Yeah. Um, so I picked this up. I couldn't remember what the uh, solicit had said in previews, but um, it wasn't what this is about, which is apparently a, p- a very common thing that happens with previews. But anyway, I will tell you what it is about. Um, it is about a group of girls. There's four girls. They call themselves the Six Sisters. Uh, it's set during, I think they said 1983, so Reagan era, and apparently there's a lot of uh, hints at that. I was born in 1989, so I don't know anything about Reagan being president and how he destroyed jobs, apparently. That's another thing that happens in here. But, so there's these four girls. They do a bunch of juvenile delinquent shit together um, and hang out. They're known as being, like, baddies or whatever. (laughs) Um, There's kids, like, going missing in their... I, I can't remember if it's like their town or just from their school but which is still in their yeah, in their town, town. <laughs> so there's kids going missing um and one of the guys in the school comes to the group of girls and asks them to like look into it because they're known for doing shit they're not supposed to be doing um but they find out that the police aren't investigating these disappearances at all um and that's really all that has happened. This is the first issue, so it's kind of just like leading up to what is actually supposed to be happening. But apparently it leads up to the end of the world. I guess we'll see how that happens. But um, the art is banging. Um, I love the writing. I think it's really good. I, I'm really invested in it already. Um, I was invested in the last, like, the first couple pages, actually, because it's just, I really enjoy it. I think it's really good. Um, I think if you enjoy Magdalene Visaggio, I know she's done several things, so. Yeah. I mean, is it kind of like a, would it have, like, a Stranger Things vibe? It does. It does. But without all of the pop culture-y kind of okay. references, yeah. it just mostly has the look and the overall feel of it without going as overboard. Okay. Um... So yeah, I guess it Stranger Things. It's very similar to that. I didn't even think about that, and I was like telling the entire plot of the show. <laughs> All right, yeah, it's uh, Morning in America. Uh, the next comic book we have to talk about is Die. We love this one in this house. Yeah, that's that's a very that's a statement for sure. It's, if you're unfamiliar with Die, it is a story of friends who. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm supposed to speak closer <laughs> to the microphone. It's a story of friends who enter a game. (laughs) Uh, So they enter this RPG when they're young and come out several years later after everybody's pretty much thought they've gone missing or dead. And now that they live their lives and somehow they're pulled back into the game. And that's where they're at at this point is kind of... um, Oh, I forgot one. One major part is they left one of their friends in the game. <laughs> so he's been stuck there the entire time, like, while they're growing up and, you know, living their lives. Yeah, so it's a lot about him kind of taking over this world and probably bad. He's a baddie. Yeah, he's a really bad guy. So they're trying to figure out the best way to kind of get around him and how to kind of go back to their lives because all of them... Or, you know, left all of their families behind. Uh, this issue really 
speaks a lot of their personalities. I think like you get to know them more um, and all the issues before you don't really talk about them as like people. You just talk about like where they had been and like where Mm -hmm. they are now, like not who they are. So in this one, you really get to delve a little bit into these and and a a little deep. Yeah. Yeah. And a little little bit like exploring into a lot of, a lot of depth into them. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get to know a, some sad stories. Yeah. I, I forgot about that part. Yeah, it's it's not a happy book. Um, it's fairly intense, fairly emotional. Uh, there's always, I don't know, kind of a lot, not necessarily a lot going on within, I guess, four issues now. Uh, but it's kind of there I mean, is. so far a lot has happened, though. Yeah, yeah. But it's not, like, overwhelming a lot. It's very easy to read and to catch up with. Yeah. Uh, so this is Blossom 666. Um, it's part of the Archie Horror series, and it's if the Blossom family uh, served the Dark Lord. <laughs> um, so it's like a competition between Cheryl and Jason. They're trying to find people to sacrifice in Riverdale. Um, and it ends on like a really weird note that I just don't... I can't decide how I feel. I'll, I'll like show you because okay. it's a really weird thing. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. It's weird. Um, But Betty, you know, being the smart woman that she is, she knows that something's going on. So, of course, she has to do the investigating to, like, figure it out. Our very own Nancy Drew. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I I picked it up because I really do love the Blossoms. I think they're great. Um, There's just some things that I would change about it. All right, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, just just a few things. Yeah. I would say, though, if you do enjoy the Archie horror series, if you liked uh, Vampironica and The Hunger, the Jughead one, I, I would recommend that because it is <laughs> just like those. Yeah, which makes sense. I, I feel like I can't wait until they all collide. Yeah. That would be really fun. Um, but yeah, that, that's all. That was it. Okay. Um, I have... I always say this wrong, but it's Cosmic Ghostwriter Destroys Marvel History. Uh, I don't know how I always say it wrong, but I always say Marvel Universe or Destroys the... It's always some... I keep getting it mixed up with that Deadpool thing, and I was like, Cosmic Ghost Rider kills the Marvel Universe. <laughs> yeah. I would read that. It's it's not that. So, <laughs> uh, briefly, to describe it, it's a, it's a funny book. So if you're looking to kind of laugh and have a good time, this is one to do that with. Oh God, that's getting loud. Uh... Anyhow, it's uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider gets stuck in the past because he tried to kill baby Thanos, decided that that wasn't going to work the way he wanted it to, took baby Thanos back, and just has been living his life ever since. Uh, He decided to go back to his family a day before they died, Uh, and he kind of says he's Frank's uncle, um, ends up having to babysit his son, and he tells the story of the Fantastic Four via uh, him being part of that and their major events, and it was it was really funny. It was not what I was necessarily expecting. Uh, plus, you get just that level of uh, Frank's Frank's seriousness and sadness mixed with the zaniness of like whatever the fuck Cosmic Ghost Rider really is, which you know a trip. Yeah. Oh, look, it's. So yeah, it's, yeah. This this cover is pretty sick. Yeah, it's that's just great. A, a lot of stuff going on. There you go. Let me see that. Sheet. 
I like how he's just sitting on a throne of bodies. Like, yeah. So hey. nice. It's a cool thing to do if you're a <laughs> cosmic ghost writer killer. The th- funny, my fi- favorite <laughs> my favorite part about this is they call him a murderer so many times. Just like the Fantastic Four is just like, yeah, you're you're a murderer, like you're a psychotic murderer, and it happens a lot, and it's good. Is he though? I mean, yes. Is he? Yes. Is that him? As yeah, a, that's as a him. grown man. That's him as a grown man. That was weird. Um, okay, so our next one that we both got is Ronan Island. Ronan Island, yes, yes. Um, it is the first issue. Um, it is about a group of, I don't know, like war survivors, I guess. Yeah. They, they all, they're from different places. They all survived this big war. Um, they all end up living on this island together called Ronan Island. Um, the main characters are... A f- par- I can't talk. A poor farmer girl <laughs> and a kind of well-to-do boy. Yeah. I'm not going to call him a man. He's a younger boy. Yeah. Um, they He's going to enter this... Okay, it's a competition, right? It's like a competition to decide who is going to be like... The, the number one, essentially? Yeah. Like the... The, the king? He- the head. Is it a king? Like, no, I not, can't, not really. I'm just trying to... Like, kind of like a leader, I suppose, yeah. of sorts. Like an elder, because the other the two elder. are... Yeah. I like that. Or in elder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's, like, a competition to see who's going to become the elder of the island. Um, and then, once the competition is completed, and the results are in, some stuff starts happening. And that really kicks off the story. Which is a ship, I'm going to call it a ghost ship, because that's essentially what it is. It just comes out of nowhere, bearing the flag of the country that did not survive the war. Um, And he's, they're pretty much... Demanding their goods and their loyalty, and it was, yeah, it was a weird thing, and you kind of just see how this is all going to work, and there's also a twist... And the twist was real twisty. I it was I was not expecting. Yeah, it. it was one of those things that kind of, yeah, came out of left field almost. I was very into it though. I think it's a really solid first issue. Um, um, but I actually I would recommend that to so many people. Um, yeah. Just because there are different elements, there's several different things going on, and I think you should read it. Who's it by? Greg Pak. Greg Pak. There it is. Oh. Yeah, I guess I'll go. You want to go? Uh, this is Green Lantern. I still love the shit out of this book. Uh, <laughs> there's just... I, <laughs> I wish I could show everybody, like, when the people are listening to this, just listening, there's a really ooh, cool panel where uh, Hal Jordan is on a vampire planet, so this panel just has a bunch of pop culture vampires, like, drawn into it, so it's very funny, if you will. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I love it so much. Um, this book is so rad. Um, I have no other words to describe it, which is not good. Uh, the story is really cool. Um, with, I mean, it's about a space cop. Sorry, my dudes, uh, but this space cop has my, my heart. Like, I've been... Re- like space Yeah, cops. like, I love space cops, regular <laughs> cops or whatever, but if you're a space cop, you're you're probably a 
probably You're still a cop. Chills, but <laughs> uh, but he's just trying to prove his worth, save the world, figure out what's going on. Um, five issues in, so not too far. Uh, about halfway through the series, and if you need any issues, all of them are at Legend Comics and Coffee right now. Every single one. So uh, this is one I highly suggest picking up. Just to, I mean. Is that the Grant Morrison one? Yeah, it's the Grant Morrison. So it's weird, strange, but just, like, really cool. Uh, the art is alone something to at least, like, grab the first issue and look at it. It's it's gorgeous. That's that's my talk about Green Lantern. That's it. Um, since we are on the topic of vampires, mine is the Avengers, which right now the Avengers are in the middle of fighting the demonic... No, it's the Vampiric Legion of the Undead. Um, Blade is in this, and it's he's, of course, a badass. Um, <laughs> Dracula's in this. There, there's just so many hot characters, it's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but in the previous issue, um, I can't remember the guy's name, does it say? The Shadow Colonel, or is it Colonel? <laughs> I'm just kidding, it's Colonel. It's Colonel. Uh, the Shadow Colonel, um, that doesn't sound right, <laughs> who is the leader of the Legion, um, he turns himself into the Avengers, but it's actually a trap. What he's trying to do is take control of Ghost Rider's demonic subversion, I guess. So so Robbie Reyes is uh, the Ghost Rider right now. He gets taken over, so he, Robbie Reyes himself, switches places with the Ghost Rider. So the Ghost Rider is completely in control of this guy's body and he's trying to kill the Avengers. Meanwhile, Dracula is in a cell in Russia just trying to live. He doesn't want anything to do with the vampires anymore. He doesn't care about them. He just wants to live out the rest of his days in peace after all the shit that he did in his lifetime. Yeah. He deserves peace. Let him, let him be. Yes. Um, but the last page of this, like, I, I could go on and on about how good this Avengers run is and how good Jason Aaron does with these characters. But I won't because it would take me forever and you don't want to hear me say it. But I recommend picking this up because Jason Aaron is incredible. This run is incredible. I, it's just really good. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm always just in awe every issue. When I close it, I'm always just like, damn, that was so good. And I say that every single time. So I think if you haven't read it yet, you should. It'd be worth your time. Yeah. Worth mine as well, because I would like to talk to people about, about it. it. <laughs> yes. Uh, so a book we both have, but I have not read this issue, and Heather is fairly behind, I think, like an issue too. I think just one. Okay. The last issue. Uh, is a walk through hell. It's a, it's a weird one. A lot is going on. A lot has happened. Uh, it is really intense. I only, I'd only really recommend it if you kind of like fucked up shit. It is. Um, I think I, I really only remember what happens in like the first arc, and it is really like psychedelic almost. Yeah. And it's very psychological. Um, it took me a while to, like, figure out what was actually going on, because it, if you don't really pay attention, you could uh, interpret things wrong, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I did several times. Um, you know, it's 
It's not bad. No, it's not bad means. at all. It's it's really interesting to read. Um, it's just one of those that you actually kind of do have to pay attention to what's going on because a lot happens. Yeah, and with all the there's so many twists and turns that it's yeah. If yeah. you miss if you miss something, you're you're done. You just gotta start over. <laughs> so I have this weird comic called Oberon. Um, they solicited uh, saying that there was a dark elf who kidnapped a girl, a human girl, and of course I was like, tight, I'll read it. Um, but it's very weird. Um, so this guy, Oberyn, he is apparently a king, but his kingdom got taken away, and the only way he can get it back is somehow with the help of this human girl that he kidnaps from the human world. Um... It's, it's very strange. The art is is all right. I there's one weird thing that like they do, and it's the girl's hair. I I can't get over <laughs> it because it, it's. Uh, I'll just I'll just show you guys because it's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I like elves. I think elves are great. Just, That's what it's like in every single. It, it's page. a it's a large red red lump yeah. on the head. It looks like um, we should show our. our oh, sorry. Fears. When you like bake muffins and you get that top. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> a perfect way to describe yeah. it, honestly. Shit, where did it go? Um, but yeah, it it bothered me like in the first issue, and I was like, I'll get over this because it's just fake hair. But the more I'm reading it, and the more I see her, I'm like, I just want to give this girl a haircut. I want to fix her. Uh, oh, by the way. Her parents that raised her are not her real parents. <laughs> it's a thing. Can you believe that? Um, I think it's only going to be four issues. And I would say if you just... None of that sounded interesting to you or uh, fun, then don't bother with it. Because um, <laughs> I really enjoy it, but I'm. it's also just really weird. So if you like weird stuff, then yeah. it's up your alley. If you like young adult fantasy novels, like those written by Sarah J. Moss, then maybe you should read it. That's all. I don't know what any of that means. Sorry, right, I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my book, my next book is uh, Conan. 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 If you will. <laughs> if you will. Uh, Conan the Barbarian. It's uh, four issues. Uh, this is uh, the telling of him on his journey through his life and how it started out at the end of everything. And it's kind of just going through everything else now. Uh, how he's become so powerful. All of the men he's killed. And just so many so many depths of his life. So this is like essentially the fourth fourth little telling uh they're kind of like almost standalone issues if you like wanted to just grab one it's just like oh this is one part of conan's life it's not i mean there is a whole story going on but you can kind of pick and choose if you want it does usually end on how it started and all of all like the witches there's witches that's tight so i like witches so so this witch is trying to kill conan and that's kind of... she doesn't succeed. Well, at first. <laughs> at first, at least. I've never read any of this. I'm just making up my own story. And it's close enough. Uh, this is a book I suggest, especially if you kind of like that middle, medieval, I guess, yeah, ish uh, war fighting and just kind of 
brutalization of things. Uh, yeah, it looks really cool. And the art is really, really fucking cool. So, And, of course, who wrote it? Jason Aaron wrote it, uh, which is one of the reasons I did decide to pick it up, because... My man. My man. (laughs) That's how it goes. Yeah, Yeah, that's it. Uh, That's all I have to say, because my man. That was my bad. Oh, hey. um, Our our last book is The Female Furies. It is about uh, the Furies of Apocalypse. There's so many... I have so many feelings about this book. Uh, Unfortunately, none of them are really good feelings. Which is a huge bummer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, huge. Uh, The art is enjoyable. I do enjoy the art. It has its moments, for sure. Yeah, uh, I just... Essentially, the whole plot is that, you know, sexism is alive and well on Apocalypse. And they make sure that you know it. Yeah, it's it's not something that's subtle at all, which kind of makes it seem like a parody of itself when you're reading it. You can't necessarily tell if the author is being serious in what they're saying or if they are being serious. They just really force it on you, and it yeah. really bothers me the way that they go about it. It's rough. Uh, it's not necessary. Yeah, we all we all know that sexism is a thing we we deal with for sure, um, and I think it is something that definitely needs to be spoken about for sure. I just feel like there's a way to put it into a story where it's more uh, nuanced and has a feel of the world that they're in, and you know, apocalypse is already a fucking shit show. Like, there's nothing good about Apocalypse whatsoever. Uh, so, to make this so exaggerated is weird. Right. Uh, yeah, I just... I don't know. It's... It's, it's just anything you can think about, like, sexism, like, somebody touching you inappropriately, raping you, uh, women not other women not believing you or being jealous of you for your lies lies and yeah uh it's and you know being punished for speaking out yeah being punished for speaking out which you know is is definitely something that happens but is becoming more so you know listen listen to it's only six issues. Yeah, only six issues. Uh, I mean, maybe if you read it, you would have a different opinion. Maybe I've... I don't know, because we both read it, and we had the exact same opinion. I don't know. I would say give it a try. Yeah, it's... There's just a lot of things to say about it, and... It could almost be, like, a, a whole thing on its own. Yeah. Because there's, there's many depths of what they're trying to say and how they exaggerate the characters and even how dark side acts is dark side ish but not to the point of him being evil it's kind of him not him being evil for evil's sake but him just kind of being like a dude like i said earlier just kind of like a he's like just like a bro dude and it's not like that's not who dark side is right they and 
I don't know if it was just the way that I interpreted it, but they kind of made him seem dumb. Yeah, yeah. And that's how I kind of felt about it, too. Yeah, it's, um, I don't think it, I don't, I don't think that these characters were very well researched before they were written. Um, and that just might be my own personal opinion because I felt like a, a lot of the things that happened were very out of character for certain characters. Um, but then again, you know, like all I've read about some of them is not the past, it's like present. Yeah, and more present and, and more iterated right. in a new, new way. It just felt weird reading. I guess a different person's view on them. Yeah, it felt really strange. Well, and it's, and it's not you know just their view, but it's also them infusing, like their view with, this idea that they made of, you know, the sexism and how I guess they feel like the Furies would deal with it or view it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. So. You do you do what you will with this, uh, but I, it's not, it's not for me. Yeah, not for me either. But I um, I actually think I'm probably gonna take it off my poll um, because I had the exact same reaction reading the second one as I did reading the first one, and I don't feel like that's good for a six issue miniseries. <laughs> yeah, and that's and that's the same with me. Um, I am going to keep it on my poll just to uh, you know get the full experience and see if at any point my my percep- perception perception changes. So, uh, well, that's that's that. That's, that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's everything. So we'll uh, we'll see you again. We'll figure out more microphone stuff as time goes by. So please, please bear with us. Yes, we are just babies learning how to podcast, and, and it'll come in time. Okay, so enjoy your Wednesday. Go get comics at your local comic book shop. Have a good night. Good night. Good, good night. Goodbye. Everyone.